All right, guys, welcome to episode 24 of the Self Love Effect podcast. I'm your host, Desiree Toppings. And again, just a big thank you. We are nearly close to 10,000 downloads and listens. So it really is. I hope this podcast is working its magic and just continuously inspiring others, motivating and touching lives. Um, So before I begin and introduce my special guest, I'm going to read a poem from Define Me, Divine Me by Phoebe Garnsworthy. And I know this isn't the first time I like to pick out different things from her, but really this one just spoke to me in regards to my special guest today. And so here I go. The real me. I yearn to awaken the real me, the bold me, the unapologetic raw me. The nice me, the kind me, the unconditional loving me, the truthful, honest, and true me. She's somewhere deep inside of me, forced to hide, forced to cover, because the ashamed me, the insecure me, the hard to please me, the stubborn and regretful me, but I will be no longer, because the hopeful me, the evolving me, the the resilient me, the goddess in me knows the truth. It's only a matter of time before the real me, the divine me, the gracious, kind, and wild me is set free. So my special guest today, actually, so we were just saying this, but social media really did its work on this one because she found me. And then ever since we've been chatting back and forth. So with me today, I have friend amazing vulnerable individual who is constantly sharing her journey is very open and vocal about um her panic disorder and really just a mental health advocate so with me i have amber amber welcome to the self-love effect podcast she is a new yorker um currently in new york so um i like this time zone difference it's kind of nice sometimes because i'm like it's like four o'clock my time (laughs) so Um, But really, I'm excited to have you. Um, I'm really glad that we came across each other. Well, you came across me. And like ever since then, I feel like you've grown so much. And it really has been amazing to see your journey and how open you've become um, and really creating this safe haven for other people to come across your page and feel like they, too, can be vulnerable um, and they can really just be themselves and there's really nothing to hide um so yeah welcome to the self-love effect again because yeah. i'm chatty kathy over here so no thank you for having me <laughs> yeah um so before we dive in anymore because amber will be speaking about her self-love journey but also about um her anxiety panic attacks um And I feel like that's very vulnerable on a different level just because, you know, she's learning to cope and really just um, being aware of her body and really just being the best person she can be in regards to opening up and living outside her comfort zone. Um, And that's very difficult, especially for someone who has um, panic attacks. Um, So before we go any further, I want you guys to close your eyes and repeat after me. I love myself. I love myself. I will be present today. I am not where I was last year. And I'm not where I will be in the next year. But I will trust myself in this very moment and trust that I will take myself where I need to be. I love myself. I love myself. I love myself. So trusting in yourself being the key, because as with Amber, she needs to trust herself um, in being the best version of herself, but that's also knowing and understanding herself at a deeper level um, in order to blossom and grow every day and understanding her body and what, when it is, going to have when it might have a panic attack or when you're feeling uncomfortable so before we go any further I do want you to elaborate if you can for us what you know what it feels like or what it is to have a panic attack what is a panic attack 
um, and then share your journey with us and kind of just, you know, let it flow. Sure. So from everyone's different, but for me, mine um, are very physical. So I get um, racing heart, dizziness. Um, I'm sweaty. I'm sweating. Um, sometimes I feel like the room is moving. Um, I can't think of it's, it's so much funny because there's so much more sensations when you're in it. But like when you're reflecting back, you're, those are the ones that you feel are most important. Like you feel like you can't breathe. Um, so they're mine are pretty severe. I mean, I've had them to the point where they've caused me to dry heave. Um, so it depends on the situation. I'm at a place now where I'm learning to accept and to, um, not necessarily welcome, but like allow them to come because I'm trying to learn to work through them rather than to avoid them or try to, or shut down when they're happening. Um, cause basically you need to train your body that it's really, like it's safe and it's not harm, even though it feels like it is, but your panic attacks can't hurt you, even though they feel like it. (laughs) And I know that sounds ironic, but, um, it's hard to explain it to someone who doesn't have them, but you do, you feel like an elephant on your chest and they're very, um, they're, they can be very severe. So for me, mine started when I was about 18, um, randomly, I didn't mm-hmm. know what it was. I went to the doctor. I'm like, I think I might have asthma all of a sudden after you know 18 years, because yeah. I touch my breath and, um, they're like, no, you had a panic attack. And I'm like, what? Like, I didn't even feel like I, anything triggered it. Um, as I've gotten older, I've had them on and off and I go through cycles where, um, they're not so bad. I might not have one for a year or two, or I'll have them all the time. And generally that's when the disorder part comes in. So panic disorder is almost like the fear of having panic attacks because I get them so frequently and I used to hide them. I used to not share my journey or share my story Mm -hmm. because mental health was so stigmatized back then. It wasn't something people were like, oh, that's normal or that's okay. I've been there. Um, right. Like you're weak. You, you don't feel that way. You just don't think about it or, mm-hmm. um, you know, you can't possibly really feel like that. And it, and you're like, well, I sent me to the emergency room three or four times because I thought I was having a heart attack. <laughs> like that's you know, the severity of it. And, um, I'm finding now that the more I share, the more people relate to me. And I've met so many more people um, who know somebody or themselves have panic attacks. And it's made this so much easier for me to be out in public or to do things because I'm, I know that I'm not alone. Right. Um, so that was like a big, I'm in a stage right now where I'm, I'm on the, on the high end. I've been having them more frequently and um, it's causing me to kind of, it was causing me kind of to revert back and not to be so social or to do things. Even like going to the grocery store was really hard for me. Mm-hmm. And I think COVID kind of, and I hate to say like it's COVID because everybody blames everything on COVID, but I think just because we were so kind of um, separated from each other and you right. wasn't going to do anything, it kind of made it easier for me to avoid instead of work. And yeah. now I'm so journey I'm ready to accept and you know work through and be really compassionate with myself like this is not something that I chose or could change and I have to um love myself regardless and I think that that will help me move forward yeah yeah absolutely um I mean, for me personally, looking from the outside in, I would have never thought. Um, and then it was like a shift from you had spoken about self-love and then you went to mental health. And that's when I was like, well, why mental health? And then your, you know, your whole page now is really centered around being open because of uh, panic disorder. And like you were saying, you really hit the nail on that. We, it's I think it is still something that's stigma, like we have that has a stigma around it. But the more people that talk about it, because again, just like depression, we tend to say anxiety is um, you're faking it uh, in a sense, or you just want attention. Um, so let's go, down, you know, just the list. We all kind of have, if you're listening, you have a general idea of what I'm talking about. You know, there's always like, oh, you know, she just wants attention. He just wants attention. They're faking it, blah, blah, blah. 
Um, but it's people like you again, that are being vocal about it and open that we start to understand like, this is a real thing, um, affecting real people. Um, but how, what can we do to change that? And, um, I absolutely agree with you when it comes to COVID, I think it may have, you know, in a sense, in certain situations it did in a sense is now we're seeing the long the effects, the side effects of it. And I absolutely think um, anxiety, panic attacks, um, and like something like depression too, that we're seeing it more into play uh, and come out and people are suffering from it. And um, yeah, I mean, we can't, if being social and being around people was helping somebody and taking that away from them, um, then you're putting pretty much putting them in darkness again. And that's very hard after a year to come out of. It's like you're trying to claw your way out and now you're, you feel like you're struggling, like you're drowning again. Um, but this, but the fact that you're using your platform, I think it's amazing. I think I love how I really, really love how much you've grown. It's been amazing to see because you also, she also has a weight loss journey and she's come to accept her loose skin. And, you know, it's, um, she's wearing the damn shorts, the sports bra. So, I mean, yeah, she's, I'm looking at her right now. So, I mean, how phenomenal is that? Like, and, and you know, I want you to share with us your self-love journey. Cause I feel like that's such a huge part. Um, but my question to you is, did it also play a part in, um, helping you with your panic attacks? Was that something that, you know, with coming to love yourself. I know right now it's a little different because, you know, who knows what have been, what, where you would have been if there was no COVID, but because we had that, um, you know, looking back, was that something that helped you because you also, um, started working out and all that jazz? I think that, um, absolutely. It has helped because when you learn to accept who you are and love yourself, no matter what, it's easier to accept that that's your journey. And that's the path that you have to go on for right now. Um, yeah, I mean, I do actually help me find street parking and that has been like a game changer for me in my fitness. Like I was never, I could never find anything that I felt like I loved enough to keep doing. And between, um, like doing Peloton spin classes and, um, street parking. Like I feel like I'm the strongest I've ever been. And that makes me feel empowered. And that definitely helps with my anxiety and panic attack, well, panic disorder. And, yeah. um, just like your mental health in general, like that really, um, you know, when I, even the days that I don't want to work out, like I did volt workout before when I got home from work, <laughs> that, that was, I was, it like, was bad. <laughs> it was really bad. And I did shift and I was like, dead and I but I felt so good afterwards and I you can have all those good endorphins and I just make sure that I try to fuel myself really good and um, get really um a lot of sleep I know that I'm like one that goes to bed at 8 30 or 9 too because I get up at five and I know I need my body needs that and I just have been really forgiving and um loving like myself and trying to take care of myself because mm -hmm. you have one body and you have one life and if, if even if it's not perfect and it's not what you want like you still need to love every bit of it because it carried you it, this body has carried me for 34 years I've had a baby I've lost 80 pounds I have a lot of extra but you know what that extra was there for me when I needed it and um it might not have been in the healthiest way but that was how I coped with my anxiety I I didn't learn about healthy foods I didn't know um, I didn't grow up like eating fruits and vegetables at every meal. And like, we, mm -hmm. I just didn't, you know, my family wasn't that wealthy. And I mean, we weren't very, very poor, but we weren't overly, you know, we were very middle-class and, um, and my dad's side of family was actually was very, very poor. So we didn't, we ate, you know, I don't even know what, like Elio's whatever pizza. was available. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Whatever. You know, my parents were 18 and 19 when I was born. So this was stuff that I had to teach myself. Like when I learned, when I wanted to start this journey and, um, I can tell you, it's just been a huge mental shift for me and realizing like, even the days that I am less than perfect, like I don't get a workout in or I eat, um, a little bit more, you know, 
not so healthy meals. Um, and not that I'm saying there's anything wrong with that. Cause I will gladly eat an ice cream cone any day. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, you, I feel it, I feel a difference and I feel a difference not only in my physical body, but in my mental health. And I definitely think like when you find a good balance, like I can, you know, eat my regular food that I eat and I love healthy food. I love salad. I love, um, fruits and vegetables and I don't really track or do anything crazy now. I kind of just eat for health. And, um, but I also love enjoying a soft serve because here in New York, we get them for like two months and I will be having one almost every week until it's winter again. So, um, I think you come to a point where you can compromise, like feel, I don't want to say compromise, but you feel balanced. Um, that mm-hmm. is huge for your self-love and mental health, like for both. I think it's very important for you to feel balanced in yourself and balanced in your mental health. And because not everything is supposed to be good. And I think that that's something else that we focus on a lot when, in, when people talk about mental health, they want people to mm. be happy. And, um, laughing and joyful all the time. And that's not real life. You have to learn that there's going to be bad days. There's going to be days when you're sad, there's going to be things that happen in your life that, um, you know, make you sad or upset or angry. And that's like, okay, those, those things are supposed to happen because then the good times won't mean as much. And I'm finding that now, like I get excited when I step out of my comfort zone, like right now having this podcast with you. Um, <laughs> and, but when I finish, you feel so empowered and mm. happy. And because when I have my really low times, this is something I would never think that I would have been able to do. Right. Oof. Yeah, that was, if that didn't get you in your feels, (laughs) as in kids say nowadays, but really that, yeah, you just, you packed in a lot within that time and it really, it, you hit the nail, really. I mean, that balance and also that freedom that to give yourself, because again, I love that you track, um, you don't track anymore, but you, you know, you found your balance and you do healthy, but you also enjoy your life. Um, uh, ice cream from time to time isn't going to take away from how far your consistency or how far you've come. Um, and that's so important too, because if you, you're not able to balance those two out, then obviously there's something there that you need to work on. Um, and it really can bring you down to this dark place. But, um, yeah, I love that. I, I mean, you really like the good times wouldn't mean as much as if we were always at a peak. Um, it's really all those obstacles and kind of like, you know, those bumps in the road that make, that should at least make us appreciate life and the good times and to really just feel fulfilled in those moments and really savor them. Um, so yeah, uh, motivational speaker, maybe someday. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, but also, uh, part of your journey to, um, has been coming to accept all parts of you. And I know that was also what played a part in that was coming out at 23. Um, And um, so I, you know, if you can elaborate on that and before we go any further, happy pride month. Um, Yeah. So um, how was that for you in transitioning into loving yourself? Um, Was that maybe a roadblock when, you know, for holding it on so long or, you know, what, you know, what, what can you give the listeners? Maybe there's somebody listening right now that feels like they've been holding it on for years. And, um, maybe that's the one thing that is keeping them from loving and accepting who they are really a hundred percent. Yeah. And I, and I think, um, it, it's something that I struggled with really, Mm. um, intensely when I was younger um I grew up and I had a like one side of my family was really religious and it's not something that was accepted um and I was always like no I don't really feel that way or you know I I must just think that because you're not supposed to or so I really had this awkward um relationship with myself in that in that sense because I didn't know other people who were gay I didn't know other people who um were out or open. And I think because, I mean, I was, I mean, I, I graduated high school in 2004. So even like back then there, it wasn't really like mm-hmm. a big thing. Um, so for me, I came out at 23 and I 
um, just kind of ripped the bandaid off with my parents. And they were both like, who cares? And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, I'm (laughs) annoyed, really, because um, I expected so much more. Like, my parents Mm -hmm. have been separated since I was two months old. So I have, like, two complete different families. And, um, you know, I expected it to be a lot harder than it was. And I think I struggled with it personally. And still, even, I will be honest, to this day, sometimes I struggle with it because I, you know, um, was really active in church and I still go and I listen. Well, I mean, I don't go because of the pandemic, but we'll be going back soon. Um, so I think it's really a personal, it depends on your situation. I think everyone's different, but I think you have to know that, um, you are loved regardless. And even if it's, if, if your family or friends struggle with it, you are still loved. And, um, like my grandmother, I have, I had an aunt who, um, did not agree with my lifestyle. This was from the religious side of my family. And she said some things behind my back and I found out and I kind of just distanced myself. And, um, unfortunately I found out he lost his mind, but, um, I kind of just, just distanced myself and realized of all of the people, like this is just one person. And I have all of these other people in my life that love me and um, I'm really blessed to have. And the turning point for me was when my grandmother, who's an older generation, my grandmother mm-hmm. is seven years old, said when she found out about my sister or my, sorry, my aunt on my dad's side, honestly, my mom's grandmother, she said, if God didn't want him to be gay, she wouldn't have made her gay. Like it was no big deal. Like why, what does she care for? Like, that's how she's supposed to be. Like what? Like I, and I think that like really turned a corner for me. Um, and it helps a lot, but there is still some moments that I do alter back and forth with that feeling because of how I was raised. And I think that that's so much, it's so frequent and it happens a lot in in our community. And Mm -hmm. um, I'm really, realizing that like love is really all that we're supposed to do like when we're not mm. all supposed to do, but we're here to love each other absolutely each other mm. regardless and um that's what I'm doing and that's what they're doing and that's what you're doing and uh if that's all that we're supposed to do then we're doing it right <laughs> and yeah. um I don't know I think that that's you know it, it's I welcome anyone who has um any concerns or questions or anything to reach out to me at any time, because I know it's hard. And I know making that, um, I guess, announcement or whatever, yeah. you know, when you come out is really tough. Like, and I was older when I did it and it was still hard. Like I couldn't imagine if I was like 15 or, you know, um, younger than that. I think that it's, 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 and everyone's like, well, it's really not that big of a deal anymore, but to that person, it is, it's a it big is. deal. And, you know, not everybody is so um, open and accepting and some people have it really hard. Like they're mm-hmm. still hiding and, you know, and afraid to share their true self. And that breaks my heart. Yeah. Yeah. That's a hard one. I mean, you gotta think people back then were hiding for so long, you know, that nowadays, yes, maybe we're more vocal about it. And, you know, we celebrate this month of June and, you know, it might seem a little bit more in a sense, simple, but for that person, again, you don't know what they're going in. You don't know if the parents are super religious. You don't know what their family is like. They don't even have to be religious. They could just be anti. Um, so yeah, I think it's, but truly we are born with the ability to love. And the one thing as humans we want is to be accepted and to feel loved, um, to be loved and to love another. And, uh, you know, that's just instinct. The minute we come out of that womb, that nurture, that nurturing, what does a baby feel? They feel the love like of the, of their mother. Um, and, and, they can feel when we're angry. They can feel when we're like up, you know, upset or when we're just like, you know, not in tune with ourselves. Like they feel all these emotions. So what does that derive from? That's love. So, I mean, yeah, you're right. Like if we could just all accept, we're all different. 
Um, and we all come in different shapes and sizes and, you know, ethnicities and whatever, whatever you feel love is to you, that should be okay. Um, there should we we just, I think it's another stigma and, um, you know, honestly, we're in 2021, really at this point, we should just accept everybody for who they are. It's really not that difficult. Um, but it is beautiful to see when communities come together and, and we just embrace each other for being really human, um, and celebrating being human. Um, cause really we're not all that different. Um, we are all living and breathing. Our bodies just look, may look different. Our faces look different, but we're all human beings at the end of the day. So, yeah. Um, but take us a little bit about your, your <clears throat> now going back. I know this plays a part in your self-love journey, but now you're 23 and give us a little rundown on your journey. Cause right now, um, I feel like you've blossomed and you're continuously blossoming, but what has it been like throughout your self-love journey to get you where you are today? Um, I think, I mean, before I came out, I lost, is like when I lost all that weight. I was about, mm-hmm. I think it was about six months before maybe. And I, I mean, it took, it was a journey. It was about eight months for me to get there. And I like yeah. just worked hard and I, you know, eat just a ton of vegetables and right. meat and things like that. And I really focused on, um, I, I had my daughter before I came out. Um, and because I, you know, just trying to do the motions of being, you know, a regular person or whatever you would call yourself. But um, I wanted to be, it started initially, I wanted to be better for her and better for myself. And um, I didn't want her to grow up with the same stuff that I did, like, you know, just not properly feeling myself or not knowing any better. And, um, you know, not that my blame my family. It just, you do, you work with what you got and that's totally fine. But I, I just wanted to make sure that I was there for a long time and, you know, healthy and I was young still, and I wanted to enjoy my life. And so I worked really hard and, um, and it was a, I mean, I will tell you for after that, it's so challenging. Sometimes it's still like, I'm even recently. And I think it starts sometimes more when the mental health starts to, um, rise like when I start to feel more panic disorder even my eating habits like I get super focused on things when in reality uh, like oh I see like this person's doing template or this person's Mm. doing pros or this person's doing something and I feel like I have to do something too and I think it's more like oh this is one thing I can control right now so um I probably yo-yo dieted forever (laughs) from like that point until now and that was something that I just I just really don't want to do anymore Mm -hmm. um, I listen in and I like, I still see like a lot of the posts about nutrition and I'm in the Facebook groups and things like that, but I am really finding what's working for me. And I think, um, saying that it's okay. You don't have to do things a certain way to get results is really important, especially with mental health, because Mm. binge eating was something that I did. Like that was something that was part of my coping mechanism when I was going through all of my anxiety orders, a disorder and um, anxiety issues. And I would go through cycles where I would be really, really super healthy. And then I would binge like crazy and then really, really healthy and binge like crazy. And to the point where now it was like getting to within, even within the last year when I would eat really, really healthy until I got home from work. And then I would just overeat. And it's not even like I eat, I buy a ton of junk food cause I just really yeah, don't. Yeah. But um, I would just eat like 10 hundred things. And then I'd be like, why did I just eat all that? I'm not even hungry. And it was mm-hmm. because I wasn't recognizing that I'm not dealing with my anxiety. I'm using food as like a crutch. And, um, I think self acceptance and self-awareness is really important. And anyone who wants to, um, like go on this journey or start to accept who they are and love themselves, like realizing those behaviors were for a reason. And, you have to accept that you were there and you did it and now you can move on from it and you don't have to shame yourself. You don't have to be 
um, hard on yourself or mean to yourself. And I realized for me, like getting super strict just doesn't work for me. And that's Mm -hmm. okay. That's my journey. And if somebody else wants to count macros or somebody else wants to do something different, that's totally fine too. That's their journey. And I think when you, one of the biggest things that I've learned is comparison is what will eat you alive. (laughs) Yes. You know, you can try and try to, um, do something like somebody else does, but you're, you are a different person. Your body is different. You work differently. And I think, um, that, that was like a huge realization for me. And I still sometimes get sucked up in it because it's all around you. And you're like, Oh, I want to like join in. And you feel like part of something, but you can still be part of something and do things your way. And that's totally fine. And I think, um, really letting go of others' expectations is what will, and, and it's a, it's a struggle. It's something that you have to continuously work on because it's not something that we're, um, I think America and some people might not like this, but, um, I think here in America, we really focus on certain things like certain people should look a certain way or, and, you know, body shaming and diet culture and those things make people money. And, um, Mm -hmm. I think that it's unfortunate because we have young girls who, you know, everybody is a different shape and size. And we have young girls that are seeing this every day. And now we're conditioning them at 11 and 10 years old yes. to already start thinking about dieting. And it's like, what are we doing? Um, you know, and that's what caused, I mean, these are small steps into causing, you know, mental health, bulimia, you know, anorexia, anxiety about your body and yourself. And, um, and it, it's heartbreaking. And I think if we keep, I think there's a fine line and I understand like you need, yes, people should be healthy because you should be healthy for yourself and your body and you should be healthy to live long. And, you know, but I think that we have to recognize that everybody is different and, you know, not everybody is a size two or, or 12 or an eight. It's, you know, we are all built differently and, um, and that's okay. You know, I think that really helped me to move forward on my journey. And sizes nowadays come different. You can go buy a size small and then from a different store and they don't even match. They don't even match up at all. <laughs> no, no. how do you say that? Cause I had a pair of sweatpants on yesterday that were a medium and I usually wear a medium and they can be like, like, okay to snug. They were so big, like gigantic. Mm. I'm like, this is so, there's no way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, these, these, again, we're, being thrown at from so many different directions. And the problem is a lot of the times too, is if we sit down and think about it, we're tribal creatures. We want to be accepted. So our brain isn't developing as fast as technology. So, I mean, technology is like up here and then our mind is still very tribal. And, you know, with our ancestors, you know, the only, you wanted to be accepted if you came across a different, you know, a tribal group, it was like either they were going to accept you or reject you or to the death. Um, and being tribal still, we want to, we have this yearning for, um, acceptance and we tend through accept through being wanting to be accepted. We tend to compare ourselves. Um, and realistically, if we just take, if we stop thinking about that 99% of people trying to accept us. And if we just focus on that 1%, meaning our inner circle, um, I think we would be able to function a lot better. Like for me personally, the people I really care about that accept me, my mom, my dad, my siblings, and my husband, and absolutely my kids because they look up to me. But if I think about anybody else, I don't care about their opinions, but because I'm just focusing on that 1%, um, or you could call it a 5%, whatever makes more sense to you. But that 1% versus that 99, the social media, the outside outlets, minimizing their, um, their critique or, you know, their influence on me, I've learned to just accept and appreciate uh, what they think of me, my 1% circle. Cause really we have, maybe we should at least have 10 to 30 people. If that, 
who we have in that circle. If there's a bigger number, then we're starting to really let other people come in and really influence us in, you know, a lot of times the wrong way. But um, yeah, I, I, like if we just really focus and tune ourselves into that, our circle, I think we in general would be better human beings in a sense. And our social media is going to be social media. I think people, you know, we, uh, unfortunately we see a lot of fake photoshopped and we tend to just be like, Oh, I want to look like her. And then, you know, 13 year olds and 12 year olds, that's what they're growing up. That's, that's really in a sense what they have back when you and I were kids, we cared about if the street lights went off. And I say this all the time, like I didn't care about, or, you know, exchanging Pokemon cards or playing twister at a birthday party. Like that's what we cared about. Mm-hmm. And, you know, playing, I don't know, marbles or whatever. Mm-hmm. And now these kids are like, so obsessed and so on their phones that they forget that there's an outside world, the world that sits in your phone technology, that does not matter. That's not going to contribute to who you are as a person every single day. Um, and you having a daughter, um, how have you been able to cope with that? Does she have social media? Is that something that, you know, you limit her on because I feel like that so young and they're just thrown from every single direction, especially having a daughter, um, there's so much expected. It's so much expectation. You have to look like a certain type person. Your body has to be really thin. You have to have a big butt. You have to have big boobs. Your lips have to look as perfect heart and plump. Um, everybody looks identical with all these filters, um, with the alternating face filter, uh, filters or the body Photoshop apps. Um, but how have you been able as a parent to, um, a daughter been able to, you know, kind of be influence her in the right ways. So, I mean, it's hard and it's hard nowadays because you want, there's like a fine line between, um, you know, I have a child who loves junk food and she loves to, you know, eat whatever. And, and, and I'm trying to be like, that's totally fine because you, you know, your body, it doesn't matter your size, but I really, really want her to be healthy because I want her to live a long life and, yeah. and um, you know be around forever and um so I think it, it's probably a struggle for a lot of parents who um you know they just want the best for their kids and we she does have an Instagram that's private and there's like mm-hmm. 20 followers and they're mostly people that I know and a couple yeah. of her little friends from school but um I try to tell her one thing that I always tell her is like when you I'm like don't worry like when kids at school say something do not worry about what those kids say because I guarantee yeah. you when you graduate you're not going to speak to them, probably 99% of those kids um like they don't they don't really matter like it seems like a big deal now that the end of the day, you grow up and you move on and you make new friends and you make a new life and you find the people um that are meant to be in your life. And if I happen to have one friend from high school that we've been friends with second grade and we're still friends. And if you find a gem like that, then you're very lucky. Um, but to just, it, it is hard and it's hard nowadays because it's yeah. literally everywhere and everybody has expensive things and you know, this is cool. This is not cool. And you know, to be different is not cool. And you mm. know, they don't get a certain amount of likes on their photos and they take the photo down and it's all of these things that I'm hearing. And I'm like, wow, like, I'm so thankful we didn't have this growing yeah. up. You know, yeah. Like AOL instant messenger would like <laughs> five minutes in the chat room. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there was no like photos everywhere. And there wasn't like so much in your face all the time. And like, this is, you know, you're not cool if you don't have this or this or this. And um, I mean, I grew up in a decent sized area. Like I graduated with like 450 kids and I don't remember it being that. Um, I don't remember them being that like, I mean, yeah, every year there was like, oh, this is the sneaker to get, but there was not like this giant, like need to be something and right. or perfect, or it was like, yeah, you just went to school and you left, <laughs> and, you know, like yeah. it wasn't a big like fashion show or um a likes like how many likes can I get today or do you have more likes or more followers and I'm seeing like that's really what's becoming important and um, I feel like they're not really they're missing out on life in the world because they're so focused on these things and it's it's sad and and it's hard because 
all the kids are doing the same thing. So how do you, you know, try to steal mm-hmm. your kid away, but still let her have um, interaction with her peers. Yeah. So I think, I think raising a teenager now is, is probably one of the most difficult times than, than we've ever had. Yeah. I, that's the one thing I fear every single day. Like when I see Lillian, I'm just like, what is it going to be? If it's like this now, what is it going to be like 11 years from now or 12 years from now when she's 15, 16 years old? Like that to me is like, I, I'm dreading it. And it's so sad. And like, I, I feel for these parents nowadays, like you who are currently living in it. And it's like, I feel for the parents that are currently in my situation are like, what is it going to be like? Cause it's funny. Cause I'm sure our parents worried but it's not even close to what it was like then. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable to that. We as adults are allowing it to happen because, you know, we have influence over them. Um, and yet those with, you know, great influence and platforms are allowing it to happen. Um, yes, I think the body positivity movement has been great and the self-love, Um, In a sense, we see it more and more. I think the pandemic even brought more to the surface, especially with social media going on so frequently that you see more and more pages kind of like, you know, focus, narrow it down um, and and are spreading awareness. But still, um, it's not enough. I mean, I, I hate to say that, but it's doing justice. But at the same time, when you turn the page and the next reel from a body positivity is somebody that's altered it's obviously doing the opposite now we're like it's kind of like telling somebody like playing tug of war in their heads like well do i go with them or do i choose this team like am i wrong to feel this way and accept myself or is it wrong um of me to think that i need to look different like they're just like maybe i should look this way make sure that but yeah i mean it's a lot And, but I think you as having the platform you have and using it, um, to create the safe place, I think that you are a positive role model to your daughter and, you know, um, 10, five years from now, she'll look back and she'll thank you. But I think doing the work you're doing now is going to play a role into who she is as, you know, as an adult, um, because really it starts at the home. And, um, I think. I, you know, it does play a big role. Uh, Absolutely. I mean, I think you're doing a phenomenal job. So really don't stop, not just with us that get to see your journey, but really with the one person that you get to influence on a daily basis. So for sure, you're doing amazing. So yeah, kudos to you, mama. But my other question is, what do you do to practice self-love? Um, is there anything, everybody's different. Everybody has their like different techniques or, you know, maybe different things that they do, but what are things that have helped you in your journey? I actually, so one thing that, and I just started doing this recently, um, because I know sometimes I struggle with consistency because I am a single mom and I get Mm -hmm. after I work and do the laundry and, you know, pick up and I'm a neat freak. So I'm constantly like picking up and cleaning. Um, I, um, sometimes don't take the time to like work out when I'm like, I really feel like I need to work out because that definitely, and I'm not just saying it as like a physique, like, um, it's more, it's definitely all mental for me. Like I feel so much stronger and, um, empowered and mentally healthy when I work out. So I printed off a blank calendar in June and I said, every day I do a workout, I'm just going to write it in. So I didn't plan anything because I'm finding when, I overload myself or I'm saying, okay, I'm going to do this on this day or this on this day, or I'm going to make this meal on this day. It becomes too much because then if you're don't follow through with your plans, you get discouraged. So I said, we're going to keep it simple. Yeah. So now I just fill in this calendar and I've taken maybe three rest days this month. And, um, and it's not even like, and even on days where I don't do something huge, I might do like a 20 minute Peloton ride. Yeah. I write in, but just knowing that I got my body moving, um, has been, it just, it, it's to see that and realize like, I am taking that time for myself and I am taking that 20 minutes or a half hour to right. do a little bit for myself is really great. And honestly, um, making sure that I get enough sleep is huge for me because when you have panic disorder or I mean, and, and it could be with anyone with just general anxiety. Um, yeah. 
just being out in the world and doing things and pushing yourself every day. Like there's days where going to work is a lot for me. Like it's hard for me to be there and to like keep myself, you know, even and calm. And um, by the time I get home, I'm exhausted. So I really make a priority to, to get enough sleep. Like at 830, I'm in bed, (laughs) 830, nine o'clock. I'm in bed every night. Um, I limit my caffeine because I know that triggers me. So and I think it's like finding the things that work for you. Um, like I like, I started getting more into skincare and just like spending that time to take care of my skin. Um, and I read a lot. I love to read. So I think it's, it's just finding the things that make you feel good or make you feel happy. Yeah. Everybody's everybody's self-care is not face masks and pedicures. Like it can be totally Absolutely. different, whatever works for you. And I just found like, I'm, I like to see things get done, but I also like to be the one to chooses what I'm doing when I'm doing it. And I think that that having that mindset and that and using that calendar has really helped me prioritize self-care. Yeah. 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 It looks different. I know some people are, I always like, I try not to use this example as much. Cause I'm like, you know, like if you journal or if you do this and a lot of people are like, I don't even journal, like, um, is it something you should do? Um, no, right. <laughs> if you want to, uh, it looks different on everybody. Um, but I love that. I love what you do. I mean, you have to find what works for you. Like you said, everybody's different. Um, you know, life really, if you look at it, everybody's habits and routines are different. So obviously it might work for you, but it might not work for her. And that's okay. Um, because, and again, self-love is, looks different on everybody. Um, it's a different journey. Uh, the worst harm we can do to ourselves is compare. Um, your journey is different than mine. We can maybe relate at sometimes like binge eating, but that doesn't mean our whole entire story is exactly the same. And that's the, really the beauty of it. And the beauty of the entire self-love is all the obstacles and troubles and hard times, because when we get to the surface after clawing our way out of the darkness, we really appreciate how far we've come and we can look back at our past selves and be like, you made it through all that. And now you're here. Like, wow. And now we're standing behind me. Like, wow, I want to be like her. And then you start to realize I am her. Like I'm a badass. Like, yeah. Okay. And like, and that's, why I'm always like, that's why it's freedom. Like people ask me all the time, what is it like? And I'm like, what is it like? It's liberating. You know, at the end of the day, when you take off your bra as a woman, I mean, I'll have to do that. I spent my sports bra. I don't wear regular bras. I don't have any, but um, (laughs) it's liberating when you feel just this relief, like, you know, the straps and stuff. You're just like, ah, that's, that's what, that's what it is. When you get to that point, it's really a point of no return because you've seen what it feels like. And the minute you start to feel like you're falling back in, like you start to claw your way back up because there's no going back after that. You don't want to relive those moments. You already lived them and you've gotten to to this point. Um, Yeah. There's times of, you know, trial and obstacles, but that doesn't mean you can't come out of it because you know how to come out. You've grown, you've, you've really succeeded in, in the darkness that wants to keep you really just down. Um, uh, But yeah, I'm like, I like to chat a little too much. (laughs) Um, I read earlier resonated with me um, with what you were just saying. And um, I found this guy, his name is anxiety, Josh. And I just, uh randomly, and he said this little quote, and it says, it baffles me that anxiety can be guarded by some as a sign of weakness. Anxiety is literally fear. If you're anxious and choose to continue to live life, even in the face of ever present fear, then surely this is courage. Living with anxiety is courageous, not weakness. And like, that is something that I really did not think about because we talked a little bit of this beforehand. Yeah. A lot of people regard like, oh, it's weakness and, you know, they just, you know, just brush it off or, and um, just to realize like when you are facing even like things like, you know, recovering from binge eating or, um, you know, little generalized anxiety, even if it's something like you only get it if you fly or doing this, but all of that is like, that fear is true to you. And if you're Mm -hmm. breaking through that and just getting out there and going to that store or getting on that plane or going to work when it really is something that's so fearful to you, you are a badass. And yeah, 
story and if somebody else is having a hard time today and you just can like just see that they're struggling and they're still pushing through like make sure you tell them like wow I'm just really impressed by you because I'm telling you when people say that to me when they know I'm struggling I have a hard time and they're like I can't believe you're still here and it's like really it motivates you and you're like I know I I can't believe I'm still here but I'm here I found um a reminder for you a quote And it kind of ties into the quote that you just said, but it says, reminder, you are stronger than your anxious, scary, intrusive thoughts. They will pass. They always do. You are so brave for enduring them. And really you are. You're, I mean, like you said, it's true to that person. It's true to you. Uh, Yet when you wake up that next day or that next moment, when it passes, you got through it. Not any, nobody held your hand. You had to get through it mentally and right there. And then you should know your own strength. Um, but mm-hmm. sometimes yes, fear gets in the way and it's fear is one of those things in our mind. That's very overpowering at times, but if you can overcome it and find ways and really just be aware of it, um, I think that is very, very strong. That is, you know, that's strength at its finest moment. Um, so yeah. Is there anything else you want to share with us or anything else you want to tell us? Um, the floor is yours. So there's just one last thing that I think of, um, as I go through this journey, something that was really hard for me is anytime that I felt a panic attack or coming on, or I was going through one, Um, and I couldn't bring myself out of it, or I couldn't do the end result that I wanted to do, because it would just be that too intense for me, I would get so angry and frustrated with myself and be like, you can do like, you've done this before, what is your problem? And I think recognizing that some days, you're just, you're going to fail. And it's okay. Like, that's, that's part of the journey. Like, you can't have a win every time. Because if you had a win every time, those wins wouldn't be important anymore. And you wouldn't be in the situation that you're in. So just to, if you are struggling, even if it's, um, if it's something, you know, severe, like a panic attack, or if it's just something general, small anxieties about things, but you just can't do it that day. It is okay. Like, just make sure that you tell yourself, like I tried today. It, you know, I, it wasn't my day. I'm going to try again tomorrow and accept it and love yourself anyway. Like that is so important because if I kept, um, going back and, and just staying in that anger, I would never be able to move forward. And I think learning that you have to be compassionate with yourself because you would tell your best friend or, you know, someone else that you met who's struggling, you would say, Hey, that's totally fine. Just get back out out there. You have to do that for yourself. Mm. We have to talk to ourselves. Like we are our own best friends and that's, that's huge. Yes. Only last thought. You preach so much. I just want to sit back and I'm just like, I'm just going to listen to her the whole podcast. But yes. Yeah. Um, absolutely. I, I mean, there's really no add on from that. We just, we need to for ourselves. We need to be our own best friend um, at the end of every day, um, no matter our struggles. Um, so I ask everybody, and I did let you know in the beginning, but is there a quote? that you would like to share something that speaks to you, um, whether, you know, when you're during dark times or during your finest moments, but is there something that just always like that quote, you can always fall on and it always like makes you feel better or makes you smile. Something you're going to think goes with what you said. Uh This one always sits with me and it says, I am not everyone's cup of tea. And that's okay. And that no, I think it does. I, it's, it's great. <laughs> like, people think they're going to get like some like magical, like beautiful. <laughs> but I mean, once I learned like I am just not for everybody and not everybody's for me. And that is totally fine. And it just helps you to move on from situations when people are critical or um, when you have a hard time, you know, speaking to someone because they're just not getting it. You just, you have to be like, you know what? it's totally fine. That's their journey. This is mine. 
and and move on. And I think once I read that, I was kind of like, wow, like that is the truest thing that I've ever read or most true or whatever the correct um, saying is. But yeah, that's like one of my favorites. And I hold on to that one a lot. I love that one. I think, I think it obviously, it really, really ties in well with self-love and not comparing yourself. Cause even though Sally Joe might be best friends with this girl, um, you might not be for her and that's okay. You don't have to be like the other girl. Um, it really just comes together and intertwines. And I feel like once you find that it's kind of another release in the self-love journey and acceptance, cause it's okay. As long as you love yourself, that's the only thing that matters. Because at the end of the day, if you love yourself, you show up better for yourself and everybody else around you that you love and that you support and really that supports you. So that's it. I mean, there's really nothing else to it. It's it's so simple, yet we make it so complicated um, when we shouldn't. So but I mean, that's just the cycle of life, right? It's not perfect. So. So, yeah. Well, thank you for taking your time and girlfriend. You did phenomenal. Um, I, I, you did so well. Um, and I'm just going to let you know that now, but, um, I, I think everything you said was absolutely true. And I, and I love, um, you, your journey and I love you as a person. Um, and I'm so thankful for you. I'm thankful to have you in my life, but really you getting out of your comfort zone and doing this podcast, just prove to yourself how strong you are, um, again and again and again. So, um, I hope you walk away from this and you open up just a little bit more. And really, if you could do something this big out of your comfort zone, what's the next step in your journey, <clears throat> public speaking, but, <laughs> so I, I, I'm, I'm so proud of you. I'm really, I really am. I'm proud of you for doing this. I'm proud uh, thank you for saying yes. And, um, I truly hope those who are listening, um, you know, were able to connect as much as I did. Cause you really hit home on a lot of points. Um, and I'm just like, yeah, preaching, preach, keep preaching. Um, but let our listeners know where can they find you on Instagram or any other social media outlets you might have. So I just stick with Instagram because okay. one is enough for me, um, but it's Amber Lynn with one N. So it's Amber L Y N one, one, two, nine. Um, and you can find me, feel free to add me, feel free to message me. If you have questions or, um, you want to share your journey or where you're at, or if you're struggling, I'm always open to talk and to listen. Um, even if you don't want me to say a word, I will let you pour out <laughs> whatever you need and just be there to hold space for you. Um, and not give advice, just listen and let you do what you need to do. But I also want to thank you for giving me the opportunity to put myself out of this comfort zone. And what I was going to say is, Hi. <laughs> um, uh, if anytime something like this, I wanted to say yes, because it was something that I wanted to do. And I hope for something like this to come along. Um, and I, feel like because it was at one of my most anxious points I've been in in years, I feel like it was what I exactly what I needed. So thank you so much. Yeah, yeah, that's so awesome. I, I'm so glad. I mean, you know, I <clears throat> everything you constantly share, I, I absolutely adore and I love it and I stand behind it. So I'm just glad that you were able to get out of your comfort zone. And really, like I said, you did so great. So I'm just proud of you for pushing through and just, you know, I think once we get in that role, because some people are like, oh, my God, a podcast, but it's really just a conversation. And um, I think, you know, it's important to talk to just real people um, and to share our journeys just so we can continue to, you know, break the cycle and make other people know that, you know, they're worthy and they're enough and their stories are just as important. And um, the only person holding them back is themselves. So you're here and you're doing the damn thing. And I'm so proud of you. So, but you guys find her on Instagram, add her. Like she said, she's an open book. She's another light healer. Uh, we're, you know, shining our light in the darkness and, you know, putting ourselves out there. Vulnerability moves mountains. I'll say it again. And again, vulnerability is strength. So, um, add her and message her, um, and just, you know, let's do this thing together. We can only change the world if we do it together. Um, but before 
I chat with Amber for a second. Please let me say once again, thank you so much for your love and support. I appreciate everyone of you. Um, I, I really look forward every week, especially getting the time to chat with these beautiful humans who, you know, our greatest gift we can give one another is time. Time cannot be taken back. So um, thank you for tuning into the podcast and listening and taking, giving really me your time um, and listening to the podcast. So discount codes, head on over to Born Primitive. There is still time for early access for the bikini launch or swimwear swimwear launch. It has been pushed back just because inventory, um, but you can head on over, sign up. You'll get an email as to when the early access will start. Um, you could save using my direct link. And really, it's a direct link versus a discount code now because that link automatically gives you um, the discount at checkout. Also, you can head on over to Wad and Done. Save your hands. Stop tearing. Uh, there's no need. Keep your hands clean and tear free. And really, Wad and Done is a phenomenal company. They are great individuals out there. They give the great customer service and they're always quick on replying. You can add them on Instagram, give them a follow, but head on over to Wad and Done. Save at checkout using Treasures 10. And then if you don't like the taste of apple cider vinegar, head on over to Goalie, get your self some apple, uh, uh, apple cider gummies you could save at checkout using at lincoln's underscore treasures again apple cider vinegar i love it but i try not to take all the time the shots of apple cider just because vinegar um, can be damaging on the enamel so i do that's why i started implementing the gummies in you know my vitamin regimen and then uh, for headbands, you can do Maven threads. Uh, those are the headbands I do wear during my workouts. You can head on over and save using self-love effect at checkout. And last but not least, head on over to our self-love effect shop. Get yourself some self-love apparel. Um, we have lots of goodies and you can save at checkout using self-love effect. So if you're listening to this podcast, that is how you get to know about the discount. It's not on any of my social media platforms. It's for you listeners only. So again, thank you for your love and support. Um, we'll chat next week. Thanks guys. Bye.